Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a absolutely stunning, stunning day. And speaking of stunning, it's my girl. It's like four different accents in one. Jackie O. Hey, Jackie O. How you doing? I'm darn good. I just became immensely depressed when I realized it's only Tuesday. Like, I'm so that's sorry. not okay. No, because that's the thing about the toast. And we say this all the time. Like, we are going to let you know what day it is. And sometimes that's a negative. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, it's already Wednesday. But then sometimes you're like, oh, my God, it's only Tuesday. I feel like nobody breaks down the days of the week quite like us. No, and that's why we are, like, the top tier of what we do. Everyone else tries, but nobody will ever, like, break down a week harder than Jackson Claude. No, we live for it. I'm surprised we don't wear undies that have the day of the week on them. That's how much like the day of the week is part of our personalities. Oh my God. Gift idea. I know what I'm getting you for Hanukkah. Are you excited for Hanukkah? I am. I did Taylor Strecker's podcast yesterday and we were just talking about like, you know, what it's like to be a Jew during Christmas time and it was really funny. Um, And we were also talking about how, you know, there we as outsiders look at Christmas as like, oh my God, you know, holiday cheer, joy. But I think when you're actually like celebrating Christmas, there's like, you know, torturous holiday things. Like you've just spent so much money for all the gifts for all the people in your life. Some people like hate spending time with their family. Like it is, you know, I think Christmas is better as an outsider. I've come to that conclusion. So true. And like, if you do get someone a gift, it's because you just really wanted to and you saw something instead of having like a list of people that you have to buy gifts for. But conversely, it does mean that all those people have to buy gifts for you. Right. So that's what I was saying. I'm like, people think like Hanukkah presents, you really age out of Hanukkah presents when you're 12. Like you would open up, you know, maybe a toy each night. You don't get like, you know, a Chanel scarf every night when you're an adult. There's no real Hanukkah presents. You don't. But once you become a parent, Hanukkah sort of picks back up. I'm not doing eight days of presents, but I definitely am using it as an excuse to get some gifts for the kids. 100%. Speaking of, I sent you home from New York with a bunch of gifts for all the kids in Florida, and I haven't heard from Levi and Michaela's parents, thus having me believe you haven't given them my gift yet. I have not given them your gift yet because there hasn't been a gift exchange yet. And now since you're coming so soon and you will be here for a Hanukkah, like maybe you just two birds, one stone it, wrap them up and give them like a gift. Wrap it up. Maybe. Maybe wrap it up um I watched so much Yellowstone last night where are you at and okay so um they are still trying to figure out who like ordered the attack on all the Duttons and they figured out it's this random guy in prison and then this guy's former prison cell was the guy Jamie is technically related to you know it's his biological father and like the way Jamie is like so desperate for like any sort of companionship he like moved in with this guy even though He knows that this guy killed his biological mom, spent like tons of years in prison, is like not a good guy. John Dutton told him he was like rotten to his core, but he like bought a house with him. He's such a loser. But for now, it seems his loyalties are still with the Duttons. Oh, and that political girl, he just came back with their son. So I'm so glad we got to tie that up. The baby was born. Yeah. I shall say nothing. And I figured out last night, I don't know if you know this, you know that Beth Dutton is British? The actress? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, it was shocking. That's I also, because I found out last night that Cameron from White Lotus, Aubrey Plaza's husband, is British. And I was like shook because he did a really good accent. And then someone else was like, did you know Beth Dutton is? And I'm like, what? It's weirder to have a British person on Yellowstone than it is to have them on White Lotus. 100%. They were traveling to Sicily. Like, there's British people everywhere. Yeah. I was shocked when I learned about Beth. And then I I, um, I just Googled uh, Beth Dutton, Yellowstone British. And I just stumbled upon this interview that her and Rip did. And Rip is so handsome in real life. That's so crazy that they do interviews together and then one of them is British. It's... It's like seeing a teacher out of school, seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. It's just unnatural. Yeah. It's just unnatural. So I'm glad you're enjoying. You'll probably be caught up by the end of the week back wh- where we all are. And then we can have 100%. an honest conversation. An honest conversation. Other things on my contemplate that I really want to watch. Um, Real Housewives of Miami. Yes. I've been hearing the yes. craziest shit is going down between Lenny and Lisa. There's like a hot mic moment. Um, it's on my list of things to do, I promise. And the Fleischman show as well. So that's, I'm like gearing up my content list for the holiday break. You know, I think everyone should do that. Yeah, I have a huge content list for break. And hopefully over the two weeks that we're not doing the toast, by the time we come back, we have like so many TV recaps to do for you guys. I went to start one of the many shows on my content list last night. I was like, shall it be Wednesday? Shall it be the Fleischmans, White Lotus? And instead I started a new book. I just, I can't explain. I was not in the mood to like fall into a TV rabbit hole where I'd be like up till 3 a.m. caring about a show. No, let's talk about this because I saw your Instagram story and you're reading a book that's 28 hours long. Now for context, if you don't read an average book, like Kindle will will tell you how long it'll probably take you to read like a 300, 400 page book. It's usually like six, maybe five hours. 27 hours? First of all, what fucking book how many pages is that? Uh, I think it's 700 something pages. I, or it's more. No. Or it's more because. It's more. I'm having a hard time finding the book on Goodreads because it came out in the 60s. And when it came out, it was volume one and volume two. And I can't tell if volume one has 700 pages. But the book I'm reading mm. now, the Kindle version, they put it together into one book. So Yes, yes, yes. Volume one had 700 pages. Volume two had like 400 something. So maybe it is like 1100, 1200 pages. Well, also speaking of books, we have a brand new episode up on our Patreon that Jackie mm-hmm. and I recorded. Um, it's our annual episode. Every year we get together and just take a look at the year at a glance. Talk about our favorite books that came out, movies, TV shows, uh, songs, albums, just like, you know, the toast wrapped, if you will. And it was a gorgeous episode. It's available on the Patreon. And I think you should go check it out. I really do. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so nice to like hear what you've been up to, what you were liking and take recommendations from like your best of the best. And our interests were so varied, which is so surprising. That's, that's what I was going to say. In in past years, the episodes have been much shorter because Jackie and I have like the same top five for everything. Maybe we rank them differently, but for the most part, we have the same top five. And I feel like, yeah, this year, I feel like you really matured. Um, obviously, like you had a child and you had all this free time on maternity leave and free time. Free time, sorry. On your, when you were pregnant. Free time. No, before, like while you were pregnant, you had like so much like TV you were watching. And so you were like doing different things. You know, you were becoming a mother, you were nesting. And it was, you know, I've never felt further away from you. Oh, McClurdial. We're so distant. Near, far, wherever you are. I'm kind of having like a sticky shoes moment. You're having a Phoebe Buffet flu season moment because it is fact that when you're sick your voice is better it has this very erotic very sensual sticky sticky shows i believe that the heart will go on except i'm not having a raspy voice i'm having a nasally voice which is actually worse than my normal voice it's giving janice from friends i don't know her it's giving annoying sick bitch yeah, no. When I like listen to really old podcast episodes of ours, I really this noticed. This is what we sounded like all the time. Yes, I noticed how much our voices have changed over the years. And you would think, I would have thought that like my voice a couple of years ago was like a little bit more New York and a little more obnoxious Valley Girl. No, we were like nasally as fuck. Yeah, I wonder if that's youth. What is that? I don't know. And how can one change it? Like, can you change your voice? 
No. You can change the way that you talk. Maybe if I talked in a lower register. Sexy. If I spoke in a lower register, perhaps I would get more respect. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> you know, I um, there is like a lot of, not a lot, there's like a few women out there who have like really, really deep voices and then you hear them talk. Like a lot of people are always surprised by how Gigi Hadid's voice is because she has like a man voice. Yeah. This girl I went to camp with, um, Gabby Decker, she had a man voice and she like made it her whole personality. She like loved it. She really, she literally spoke like this. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. What is that? I wonder if you could get like a voice transplant. You can't get a voice transplant, but I know if you take hormones, like if you're transitioning, your voice changes. Maybe I should take hormones. Maybe, but you, but you don't like your voice no, now. No, you I actually, like my voice sick. now is fine. Doesn't bother me except when I'm but, sick. No, sometimes like if like you'll hear like a recording of yourself or like there's a video and you're in the background and, and then you you'll actually hear, when you hear that what you have to do is find the nearest cliff and jump off jump like there are certain like you when you're just like living your life like not caring about anything you'll stumble upon a recording of yourself that you hear your voice and it's so shrill and it's so like goes to the center of your brain and you're like Jesus fucking Christ that's what I sound like I actually can't listen like I, 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 can't I can't physically listen. can't well, I actually watched our episode from yesterday, uh, last night, because I just wanted to relive the the beautiful moment. And our voices sounded gorgeous, but I was like on one yesterday with the cutting off. It was really fucking annoying. I had to assume maybe it was like the way I edited it. Like maybe I didn't line up our, because I was being really fucking annoying. Oh, interesting. I could barely watch the clips from yesterday because I look so, I look and sound so sick. It made me want to sneeze. Totally. I'm like constantly on the verge of a sneeze. That's also the worst part of being sick is like the teasing of the sneeze. Yeah. No, but just even like looking at my face, especially in those reels, because you crop and we get kind of close up. And I was weirdly zoomed in yesterday. Like, oh, I meant to remind you. Did you? Of course your I camera? did. I moved my camera okay. back to like, get away. <laughs> you were so, when I got your video yesterday, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like literally you're so fucking close to the camera. So not necessary. And did you, did you like readjust or something? No, I don't. I must have just like accidentally zoomed in at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Anyways, yeah, I there. moved her back, but like under my nose is red and I just, it was making me like feel sicker. So I couldn't really relive the highlights, but that's what you get when you don't have sick days. I wanted to relive the highlights. I also just wanted to, there were such heated debates in our comment section about Megan and Harry. Oh, I Even saw I some of like them. What's so funny is like the... People who are mad at us for um, like not, liking it, for not going hard enough against them. And then there's people who are mad for not being nice enough to them. Like with these two, you actually cannot win. There's no like thing that you could say that would be one interesting and two please everyone. Um, yeah. So just say what you think. No. So I actually thought like. Our, co our comment section yesterday was really reflective of, of us doing a good job because you're right. People were mad we didn't go hard enough and then people were mad we went too hard. So it's like, which is it, girly? Um, so I felt like that means we gave like a fair and balanced conversation about it. Yeah. And, and I, you're right. I fully These two are like so polarizing. I fully expect for my thoughts and feelings to change in a 180 degree direction when I watch the second half. Mm. But mm. I mean, we'll I'm, see. I'm not going in biased. I just think that you know, up until the wedding, like I have no issue with them. Why would I have an issue with what they're right. showing? It's everything right. that happens after. So I, yeah, we shall see. Also, I'm pretty sure I, I know I said this when we were talking about them visiting the army base, but like I know Harry was in the army in the UK. No, like, of course, like, but I, I still don't see why like people in the US, it just still feels random. Military members of the US like care to meet and greet the two of them. Yeah. Um, so I rewatched the episode. We, we, you look stunning. Don't worry about it. And today you look even more gorgeous. Gorgeous? It's 24 degrees in New York. Wow. It's, it is also a little chilly here. Oh, please. No, it's like I used to, my, I keep my house cold. So I used to go outside to warm up. And now, not, not happening. I cooked, um, we have like, by the way, I cooked the most delicious meal last night. Like it was so good. I made like one of the Ina chicken, just, you know, chicken in the pot sort of things. It was so fantastic. I had such a hearty dinner. I was just feeling well, so hashtag proud. Speaking of that, I will be, you know, in your home for a variety of days. Um, I just want to make sure you're like stocked up on things because I fully expect a home cooked meal every night. I would like <laughs> Ina's chicken. 
Which one? Engagement. You want an engagement chicken? Yeah, I don't really, by the way, I don't love that lemon chicken that you make of hers because I don't like lemon chicken. Okay, great. That's fine. No, like I want like a roast chicken with mashed potatoes for one meal. Okay, and if to book your flight so I know if you'll be here, if I should have dinner ready for you on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, Ben's offer is really rubbing off on me, like not booking a flight for Thursday. And it's Tuesday. Yeah. I actually really need to do that. I just... And let me I'm ask you, So I loved the mashed potatoes that I made for Thanksgiving. I would make them again for you. Do you like a chunky mash? Skin, no. You don't like chunky? No. I like creamy. I like whipped. I like buttery garlic deliciousness. Whipped, buttery. And I'm, I'm guessing no skin. Get the fucking skin out of here. Okay. 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 No skin. No skin. Not happening. Um... I feel like maybe, you know, a chili would be good for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What have you made recently that I thought was like really delicious looking? Ooh. You had my meatballs. Were you here oh for chicken God. parm? You're... No, I wasn't here for chicken parm. Do you want chicken parm? I would love chicken parm. Okay. And you know, like I'm leaving in the middle of your stay. So I'll leave some stuff in the freezer. Like chili is perfect, perfect. in the freezer. You could just put it on the pot. Yeah, no. And then like, I don't want to make Olivia cook for me. You know, she has like a newborn. Right. Okay, I'm She's so Taylor. I'm so excited. You know, it'll be a fabulous weekend, and then we'll finally be together to record. Well, not finally; we were just together. We will be together to record the final episode of the year. I'm going to try not to get emotional, but I don't know if you maybe missed yesterday's episode. Friday is our last episode of the year. We're back in the new year, two weeks off of the toast. So you better enjoy your girlies while you still can. Yeah, I feel like starting with yesterday's episode, I'm I'm beginning to wrap my head around the fact that a year is coming to an end. Yeah. Which is important and to take stock of your year. You know what? I think we average about 200 episodes a year, a little more. Um, this is actually our year with the least amount of episodes because we took a month off for my tour year maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll probably round out about like 180, which is still so many. Still so many. It's crazy. Plus Patreon. Plus, pa- plus a baby. Plus the most important thing in the entire world. Rodini, Rodine. Rodini, Rodine. <laughs> and you know what? Let's talk about that. Because I don't even know if I've properly told you and like really thanked you for bringing Rold into my life. Like I know you did it for you and like I probably wasn't even a thought. You know, like I'm not going to have this baby for my bitch sister. Like I know like it probably wasn't even a thought. But the way I've never been the same. The way me and this child are so connected so inextricably linked I can't put into words the gratitude I feel I know it wasn't easy the nine months the labor and the weaning the breasts the back the sleepless nights I know and I know you didn't do it for me nonetheless I'm grateful thank you so much and I really do think that your guys's connection is due in part to LC hosting the toast with you side by side for nine months Because am I crazier? Like whenever Harry hears my voice on FaceTime or obviously then in person, he like, he knows me. Like he always, he's like very, and I don't see him have that connection with counts. No, not necessarily with the counts on a voice level. No, I wouldn't say so. On a voice level. I wouldn't say so. The second my face comes on FaceTime, he like looks to the phone. He's like, oh, that's my bitch. Well, yeah, he also just likes the excitement. But I do think it's your voice. I, I definitely think... He heard you. You know, every morning getting together, talking for an hour. You know, I talk all over you. I yell. I scream. There's no way he didn't hear me. Yeah. No, that's what they say. They really, they can that hear. That makes sense. It does make sense. And I I also think that's why when toasters bring their like children to meet and greets and stuff, they have like newborns, the child is connected to me too. Like they feel my energy because a lot of women listen while pregnant, listen in labor. Like there's a lot of toasty reverberations yeah. going to the uterine wall because the toast respects new and expecting mamas and that's why you should get your thank you mamas merch at toastmerch.com you should what a great gift stocking stuffer stuff it in that stocking stocking. let me ask you a question as a mother bitch i'm a mother no drama when somebody gets you a gift but like it's for harry does it count like yeah i brought you a gift It's, it's just like any other gift like is it a good one like if someone okay, get, like, gets me like a cute onesie for him, like, yeah, that that is for me too. So you feel like you got a present? Yeah, like if you got me a bunch of stuff for Harry, I'd be like, oh, Claudia just got me a gift. 
like and let's say we weren't sisters I was coming to your house for a dinner party and like you know instead of getting you like a gorgeous vase I was I got you like this cute basket full of baby things like do you feel like you got a present yeah yeah I think so and I also feel that way as a gift giver like if I'm shopping for Olivia or something like maybe it's for Kayla yeah, because, like, when I go to, like, stay at Brian's house, I used to bring, like, a gift for him. But now I just bring a gift for Dean. And it's like, is that the same? I think also there are gifts that are for parent and baby. Like, you could get a really nice blanket. And it's like, okay, I have to yeah. be seen with this blanket. And that, and it's if it's, decorative. like, a nice, you know, blanket that fits my vibe, then it's, like, part of my outfit. And I think it's then for both yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. But, you know, if it's a diaper, uh, it, that is what it is. <laughs> No, no, it's not like a functional gift. It's like something like decorative. Or like fabulous, a diaper bag. That's a reflection yeah, course, on me course. as well. Um, so I did want to tell everyone, you told me before, we have the weirdest stories. Yeah. But I feel like those make for the best episodes. There's not like any breaking celeb news. It's holiday season. Celebs are starting to go on vacation. We're not going to be getting like, that's why there's no toast. Like eventually like the celebrities turn off their publicists for two weeks so everyone can go home and enjoy. Yeah. Like we have done maybe like almost 900 episodes of the toast in total right yeah we're almost at a thousand and I can say with certainty that the characters in these five stories have never been discussed in an episode together I'm excited one because I don't know them but two because the one that I do know is about the sister wives and that's a subject I'm extremely passionate about you are it's a Claudia explains it all moment And I will. And you know what? I was reading the article because I wanted to be, you know, brushed up. You will die if you know what I didn't. I I don't watch the new season. I just like watch them in high school and I feel like a weird connection to them. Um, One of the sister wives is leaving and the base of their divorce is over COVID protocols. You're going to die. Ooh, I love that. Like someone's being a Karen. Oh my God. But like three years later? No, no. You'll say, you'll say, I'll explain it. Can't wait. Yeah. So now without further ado, the Strice brothers will be reunited and in studio. I don't care what we have to do to bribe them in here. They will, we will have a Friday, Friday, all hands on deck for the last episode of the year. We will keep them there all night. We will keep keep them them there till four. (laughs) Literally. Without further ado about the do's, here are the past five stories that you do need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Away. Away is a travel company that believes that the more we travel, the better we become. And that's why they make suitcases, bags, and other travel accessories designed to make moving through the world a lot easier. Um, I feel like everyone has Away. It's like really become the go-to suitcase travel accessory company. I have like four now. I actually left one at your ha- at your house. I need to bring it home. I need it. Um, no, it's okay. It is the, Don't worry about it. I'll it is. It. It is really the best suitcase. If you're traveling for the holidays, check out Away's range of suitcases, bags, other travel essentials made for the different types of travelers. All of their suitcases are built to last. They have durable, lightweight exteriors. They can withstand the roughest of baggage handlers. And each suitcase comes with a little, it's like a magic eraser thing. It's like a sponge. Because if you get your bag back from baggage claim and it's like hella scuffed up, you use this sponge and you can buff out the scuffs. It's really smart. I only just recently learned that. Um, Also, every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden slash removable laundry bag for your dirty undies because we've been talking for years at The Toast about how no company has really thought about dirty undies. They're not keeping dirty undies in mind until away. They're thinking about your dirty undies. It's a great uh, laundry bag. Also, the bags have four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee the smoothest rolls, even through the most hectic of airports that have carpets, um, which is so unnecessary and so evil. T, uh, Away has got you covered. Um, they have a TSA approved combination lock and a sleeve that slides over your suitcase to keep them safe. So there's a 100 day travel trial on everything that they make. Take the product out on the road. You can live with it. They offer free returns and shippings except for the personalized products. So this holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Air Doctor. Clean air is one of the fastest and easiest ways we can have a positive impact on our health. We can improve the quality of your indoor air quality with an air purifier. And all you have to do is breathe. So whether it's asthma or allergies, certain steps can be taken to ensure that your indoor air quality is healthy. That's why you've got to check out Air Doctor. You're breathing 20,000 breaths a day and Air Doctor is filtering out dangerous contaminants, allergens, so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.9% of 
bacteria, and viruses. Americans are spending 90% of our time indoors, and according to the EPA, an indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. With the winter months, we're all hunkering down. Make sure that your indoor air quality is premium with the Air Doctor. So we have the Air Doctor in our studio, and normally we wouldn't be able to have like an air purifier in the studio because it makes a lot of sound but this one is like quiet it's efficient it's gorgeous too it like blends in seamlessly it's not big and ugly um it takes the guesswork out of clean air with the auto mood it uses a laser sensor to detect air quality and automatically will adjust to the correct filtration level air doctor comes with a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee so if you don't love it just send it back with a refund minus shipping head to air doctor pro and use promo code toast depending on the model you receive you'll maybe get up to 35 percent off so it's up to 35 percent off but only when you go to air doctor pro a-i-r-d-o-c-t-o-r-p-r-o.com use promo code toast air doctor pro.com promo code toast for up to 35 percent off Love the air doctor. I keep one in Harry's room and it's just wonderful. Making sure his hair is clean enough. First story, Kendall and Kylie Jenner poke fun at the Lisa Rinna, Kathy Hilton feud in Aspen. So Kendall and Kylie are going viral in the Real Housewives community because they jokingly joined in on the Tequila Gate drama between their family friends, Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna that infamously led to a falling out on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They filmed a TikTok video at Kimo Sabe in Aspen, Colorado, the same cowboy hat store where Rinna upset Kathy Hilton by ordering Kendall's 818 tequila rather than Kathy Hilton's Casa del Sol, which Hilton had attempted to promote throughout a cash trip. The audio says, I just want to try it because it's my friend Kendall Jenner's tequila, so I haven't tried it. They recreated the scene in their video as a bartender poured each of them a glass of 818. And then the bottles on the shelf now have like tags that say Kendall's tequila and Kathy's tequila. Yeah, it was really funny. Albeit, you know, a little delayed. But well, I mean, they I just went actually, to Aspen. They're not going to go to Aspen to film it. But the fact that they're in that same hat store. No, they, like they could have used the sound like before, like Kendall could have like made a cocktail with it. But I do appreciate the authenticity of them actually being in Aspen at Kimo Sabe. I recognized it immediately. And when I saw that it was from Kendall Jenner's account, I'm like, what is going on? It was like dystopic. I loved it, but I also kind of hated that like they're acknowledging Lisa Rinna because that's like exactly what she wanted. And like, sorry, Lisa, that article said Lisa and Kathy are both family friends. I did of- say that. No, they're not. Kathy is the family friend. Yeah, Lisa's just like like a thirst monster in Hollywood who maybe they run into sometimes. Yeah, but it's crazy that Kendall's tequila was such a big storyline in Real Housewives. She had yet to address it, and now uh-huh. I'm just glad that she knows about it. And maybe they watch the but show. Kendall Jenner. Maybe they watch the show, maybe they don't. Uh, but this was like, you know, the not, uh, the um, Sweet Life of Hannah Montana on deck. Like it was the crossover yes. we all needed. That is literally the perfect comparison. <laughs> it was cute. Kylie um, seems to be having a really fun time in Aspen. This is like the time of year when like all the celebs go to Aspen and it's like hot spot. And I feel like we'll be getting some good content. Yeah, I feel like Kylie is never where everyone else is. Agreed. And I actually feel like her being in Aspen right now is still like not, it's not Christmas and New Year's, like it's before. Yeah. And... I love that for her. All the girls have been quiet. I feel like they're going through yeah. a rough patch because of Balenciaga Gate and it's like affecting everything. It's just, it's been like a series of unfortunate events for them. What else? After, no, it's just been like, you know, Kanye doesn't reflect great on them. Okay, but I don't. And I, and I don't believe in blaming, I do not believe in blaming other people for other people's actions. But it's like his, it's his family and they really never have said anything about it. And like, it's a little, you know, um, then the Balenciaga thing. And then I just feel like it's like this general, at least for me, like it's this general fatigue. I, I feel like they're sensing that and they're just like being quiet for a while. Cause the, you know, up until a, like maybe a month or two ago, it was a stellar year for the girlies. Yeah. I think they're laying low. For me, it's only the Balenciaga thing. And that doesn't affect the way that I see, uh, What's her name? Kylie. Um, Mm -hmm. Kylie, Kendall, Chloe. Like, it's really just Kim for me. And I just feel like Kim keeps posting, like, all this mindless shit, thinking Mm -hmm. that, like, that's usually a good PR strategy. Like, it's what Ariel Charnas did. Like, it is good. Like, just keep the conversation going. But, like, everything she posts, I'm just like, what about Balenciaga? Yeah. No, totally. Um, I think a lot of people also, like, for us, like, we're, like, staunch defenders, 
So I feel like I wasn't getting bothered by shit that they were doing. But I know a lot of people were very put off by the Astro World. Oh, um, yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, like, I'm a Kylie defender, but, like, even I was like, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, but so I'm saying if we're, like, if we're feeling this way. Right. I imagine it's much worse. And I, I think, I think they're taking note. Like, I, I really do feel like they're much more pulled back. I think it's also the holiday time. Like, they're, like, done working for the year. They're on vacations. Kim was just in the, posting somewhere in the ocean. So they've been quiet. And I do, I think that's for the best. Sometimes, you know, you just need a break. Yeah. But if you're going to come out, make it with a viral TikTok that we can't deny is fantastic. That we can't ignore. Yeah. So that's what the girlies are up to. My friend Kendall Jenner. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Captain Lee has been forced to exit below deck. He said this has been one of the most humbling experiences of his life. Captain Lee Rosbach is disembarking from below deck. The Bravo personality announced his exit on Monday's episode, informing his crew that persistent health issues meant he'd need to bow out of season 10 early. He was admittedly struggling with nerve issues when he boarded the motor yacht St. David at the start of the charter season, but he hoped his symptoms would subside over time. Instead, he shared in a confessional interview, quote, my injury, it's getting worse. The left side of my body, I don't feel anything. I expected a lot more progress than I'm experiencing. And the most frustrating part about it is I can't do a goddamn thing about it. And it's hard. Later, he told the chef that this has probably been one of the most humbling experiences of my life. As the episode went on, he realized he had to consider that his health concerns might have an impact on the whole boat. Quote, the pain's yeah. getting worse, not better. I owe it to my crew to do right by bet by them they expect that out of me there comes a point if a captain is really being objective he should be putting the best interests of his crew first because that's your primary responsibility as soon as you step on board check your fucking ego at the dock that's where you leave it then he called in no, all hands major and made the decision to leave the boat and obviously it's so much more than leaving the boat he's leaving the show right and he's really um the backbone of this show i think like so much of the success of below deck has to do with like people loving captain lee and like his no bullshit energy and i remember I, I i watched below deck in the very beginning and they had another girly come after captain lee and she never made it and then they ended up with captain sandy who's great but like captain lee was really like the og captain this is very sad i do think the show will suffer captain sandy's great but she only does half of the shows you know yeah they um, have to bring in someone to replace Captain Lee for the other half of the shows. I think they have very big shoes to fill. Hopefully Captain Lee can recommend a fellow captain who he respects and who he also thinks, you know, America would respect. But Right, because Captain Lee is like also a really popular Bravo liberty. Like mm -hmm. they loved him at BravoCon. I, and I, I'm sure he'll actually stay involved in stuff like that. But, you know, the body is an important thing to have, you know, I don't like the way I started that sentence. Sorry. You know, you need to be healthy for a job as physical as being a boat captain. You know, you're outside all day roping and swinging and lassoing. So what you're saying is you need to listen to your body. And it appears as though Captain Lee is listening to the influencers and he's listening to his body. And for that, we have to respect him and just be happy. Yeah. I, I think, feel like Captain Lee, 10 years ago, if you had told him, like, you are going to be a Bravo celebrity. He would have like laughed in your face. It's so improbable yeah. how like this man, he's so serious. He takes his job so uh -huh. seriously, which is why we love him. But the course. And he's like a yacht veteran. No, and he's not, he's not like thirsty. No. So the course that his career took, I'm sure was just as unexpected for him as it seems to us. It's a fascinating transition. It is. But I'm ready. I want like a Captain Lee they don't need to break the mold with the next guy, like Captain Lee clone. Carbon copy, like a really um, serious, someone who, like, you know. With a, with a soft take, heart. Yeah, but someone who takes yachting very seriously. I sometimes feel like Captain Sandy's a little too soft. Yeah, she's always partying with the guests. No, she's not. But like people are always getting in trouble and like, it's fine. You know, Captain Lee, it's like you, you get maybe one strike. He runs a tight fucking ship. And also it's like, okay. And that's why people is, respect him. This is a reality show. It's all fun and games. But right. you are on this behemoth on the water and someone needs to keep you safe. So it has to be the reality show captain. Right. And I do feel like Captain Lee makes sure that, of course, like the sh the people are working and they're making content for the TV show. But like really the safety of the guests on board is his number one yes. priority. Like I, be I believe that. Yeah. So 
I think that it's going to be hard to find, you know, a non-thirsty captain at this point. But I think that they could do it. There are so few. <laughs> I would hope that there aren't, you know. Yeah. Considering how yeah. many lives are at stake. Yeah. So. Would you ever do below deck? Like as a guest. If I could, we have been asked. If I could take out the element of me being a bathing suit. Like just set that aside. No. No. Oh. No. It's a real element. Not unless I lose 100 pounds. No. No. Like for me. One, what I found really interesting is we had been asked once, like I, I have an email about it somewhere. You have to pay for yeah, the we charter. Yeah, we were like asked even, to apply. Yeah, you have to, you have to pay for the charter. Um, and I think for like a four day, five day charter, it was like 60 grand, which is still a shit ton of money, but it's a major discount for a boat like that in Retail. that part of the world. So you get a discount because you're going to be fucking tortured. Um so one, I don't know if I would want to pay that amount of money to like not enjoy a vacation. Two, I definitely don't want to be on TV in a bathing suit like kill me. Three, sometimes, not all the time, the guests become a part of the storyline. They become villainized um, for being difficult. And we are not difficult. I actually think we would come off great. Like we would be fun. And we also like, we wouldn't make them like blow up the water. Like we just want to lay out and like drink, eat. Yeah, but and go then to sleep. they make it like these guests are so boring and they're lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I do think they would villainize us. So that's another reason I wouldn't want to do it. I actually, if I could be comfortable like with how I looked, you know, if I just happened to be feeling myself and I could, you know, not be mm -hmm. wearing. And also, I'm not going to be in a bathing suit. Like I'll be wearing a cover up. Okay, calm down. Cover everyone. up, of course. And then you know, maybe we have like a mysterious benefactor who's willing to come with us and like pay for a lot of it, and we just have to like pay what a normal vacation would cost. Brian, TVG. right, <laughs> right. By the way, he has been asked as well. Of course, his episode would actually be great. So He's like a travel expert. Those two big things, like I don't have to like worry about them in a major way. I actually think it would be great. One, it would be great for the toast. Of course. Like it would be so exciting for the toasters who love Below Deck and like. We would podcast on the boat and make them like film us. Right. Like, well, not even for that, but like for the, uh, like, even if they never mentioned who we are and what we do, like the toasters who watch the show religiously, like would love to see us on it. And yeah. I don't worry about coming off poorly, like, because I think we're pleasant. Like, I will, the only uh, specificity that I have is, like, meat, you know, and that's the only thing that we're uh, particular about. I've thought about that, too, because, like, before every guest comes on, they sit with, like, a full sheet of paper on, like, their dietary restrictions. And we would probably have to, like, ship meat from America or from, like, the near nearest kosher butcher. Um, and they'd be like, what is this? Right, right. So they would probably make that a thing, but like, okay, make yourself look anti-Semitic. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you do you, Blowjack. You do you. <laughs> but otherwise, like, it, and then if they were, if they did like drum up drama and make us look terrible, but like I had no personal issue with how I behaved and I like didn't act a fool, like that's fine. Right. Make your show. No, also a lot, a lot of the drama is like them complaining about food. And as previously discussed, like I would rather jump off the boat than ever send anything back or complain about my food. Like I'll just swallow it or like feed it to Theo. So I think we're good. Yeah. No, I think we would have one. It would be an amazing vacation. I think we would have a good time. Yeah. I think it would be good for the business. Like, wait, also, Jackie, you're forgetting you get seasick. You can't go on a boat. No, but I've been on boats before and I just I have a a system a like I do the C bands I do Dramamine and then like if towards if it gets worse there are patches that you can like put on your neck that like are magic and Zofran and Zofran so I I could do it and for the work okay. workaholic right. for the toes I'm a workaholic totally so I'm I'm open to it but the first piece has to just be the the um somebody has to pay for it and shape. I have to get right. liposuction right. yeah right so we'll see yeah, but you never know. Never say like I don't think it's the worst idea. It's no, all I'm me saying. either. It actually, it actually makes sense, and it reminds me of say yes to the dress. Like even though you have such negative things to say about it, and you're you hate so many things about it, I think ultimately, mm -hmm. like it's amazing that you did it. It's like this funnest fact. Also, so I many people just weirdly if I could go discovered back in time, you from say yes to the dress. Right, like if I could go back in time, I wouldn't take it back. Right. But I would change a few things, like uh, getting my mole removed. Right. Would you change anything about the way that you acted? Like, no, they made a storyline. Yeah, we acted cute. We were fun. We were not being difficult. I just said, like, as any normal human being would, like, what kind of dress are you looking for? I'm looking for long sleeves. Oh, she's looking for long sleeves. Yeah, like, they have to do that. Some... Let them do it. 
Right. You gotta let them no, do and then their don't thing. Get me Go, don't get me started on the girl from Louisiana. Like, please. Right, right, right. No, but like, see, they manufacture stuff. So you, at a certain, as yeah. long as like, you feel good that you were like, a, you're a good person and that you treated everyone with respect, like, let them do their yeah. TV magic. Yeah. No, that's fair. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. A little posthumous drama. Because mm. Leonard Cohen's kids are in a battle over the singer's $48 million estate. Now, Claudia, for anyone who doesn't know who Leonard Cohen is, could you grace... And she tied you to your kitchen chair. She broke your throne. She cut your hair. And from your lips, she drew the hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. I really should go on The Masked Singer. You really should. And you guys might know that song from Shrek. It's just a beautiful <laughs> song. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Also, um, by the way, there are actually a lot of songs like I exclusively know from Shrek. I need a hero. I'm looking out for a hero till the end of the night. Bon. He's got to be strong and he's got to be smart and he's got to be the son of night. Also, hey, now you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. So good. So good. Anyways, Leonard Cohen, there is a lot of drama surrounding his estate. So he passed away in uh, like for, uh, in 2016. And in the years before his passing, he worked to secure most of his multi-million dollar estate for the benefit of his heirs. He has two children named Lorca and Adam. It's a battle that includes accusations of forgery, secrets, and allegations that Ooh. the singer didn't trust his own offspring to run his estate. Because before he passed, he did have a trustee um, in charge of his estate. The trustee is named Robert Corey. The trust controls tens of millions of dollars in royalties for his music, as well as poetry, novels, photographs, and 243 journal notebooks that he had when he died that he had started since he was a teenager and he passed away at 82. The so-called called Lennon Cohen Leonard Cohen Archive is valued. Are you okay? It's a lot of words. Leonard Cohen <laughs> Archive is valued at more than forty-eight million dollars. Court filings say. Wow. Leonard Cohen passed away unexpectedly at the uh, after a fall in his home in the middle of the night. So if he had any loose ends to tie up with his estate, he did not have a chance he to wasn't. do them. The children say that their father came to appreciate in his waning days that he had made a grave error by allowing this guy to insinuate himself into Leonard's affairs and take control over virtually every aspect of Leonard's finances and legacy, court papers say. The kids claim that they have not been kept appraised by this trustee, Corey, of recent efforts to monetize his estate, including the posthumous publication of a Cohen novel called A Ballet of Lepers, published earlier this year, and the opening of Everybody Knows, which is an exhibit at Toronto's Art Gallery of Ontario, which opens to the public on Tuesday. So they are... Oh my God. So, so who do we believe, by the way? Like, do we believe the kids? I'm inclined to believe the kids... Plus, there are allegations that um, one of the documents is forged that would that put uh, this guy on the trust instead of In the charge. kids. So that needs to be looked at. I would need to like go over Leonard's relationship with his kids over the years, you know. But I feel like this is something. Yeah. It's giving Colonel Tom Parker Parker from Elvis. Like they're yeah. managers and just like biz people who take advantage yeah. of their clients, especially elderly clients. So true. And exploit the estate. But I do want to say this case of exploiting the estate is a book and an art exhibit. Like, sounds okay. Right. I don't know. Toronto Film Festival, an exhibit called Everybody Knows. Everybody Knows. Sounds pretty respectful. Hon Honestly, sounds very classy. Right. It's not like they're, you know, starting, like, he's not in Sing 3. Leonard Cohen no, takes right. the stage. Or like, who or like there's a, a hologram tour, a holographic tour around the country. Of Leonard Cohen doing slam poetry. <laughs> As a hologram. Cynthia. Like Jesus died for our Cynthia's. No, like there are so many more tacky ways this guy. So at least he's in some small way <laughs> respecting the legacy and, and not just totally destroying it. Yeah. Also, fun fact is that in the copious notes that are part of his archive, they have the original version of Hallelujah, which is 82 verses. 
It's giving oh my all God. too well 10 minute version. I fucking love that song. It's not a cry that you hear at night. It's not someone who's seen the light. It's a cold. Remember when Carly Rose Sonnenclair sang that song on X Factor and like literally nobody was okay? No, we were not okay. And she had like gospel choir and she wore a big white dress and it was like really moving. No, I need to go watch that after the episode. And she did like these harmonies. That's what I was just trying to do, but I fucked it up. It was like really beautiful. That's that's gorgeous. I've seen your flag on the marble arch and love is not a victory. Mo- like, what does that song even mean? Honestly, every time I sing it, it's like one of my go-to songs in my repertoire. The lyrics are not fucking English. Okay. I've seen your flag on the marble arch and love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Like the fuck does okay, that Okay, let mean? me look up the lyrics. Because maybe it's part of a larger story. You have to go in order. Baby, I've been here before. I know this room. I've walked this floor. I used to live alone before I knew you. Ooh, that is, that makes sense. Chilling. Yeah, I've seen your flag on the marble arch. But listen, love, love is not some kind of victory march. No, it's cold and it's ever broken. Hallelujah. I'm not understanding. I've seen your flag on the marble arch. Maybe it's like you see the flag on the arch, which it would signify like the end, a victory march. But there's no end with love. Like it's an ongoing thing. It's a broken heart. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not just like if there's a finish line in, with love. You know what? I actually need like an, a 10th grade English class. Remember we used to just sit and like decipher this dumb old shit? Yeah. And like nobody cared because we were too young to appreciate it. That's what I need with the song. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Check it out for yourselves. Let us know what you think Hallelujah you know, means in the comments. I hope those Cohen kids, you know, figure that I out. I do hope justice is served because I, when this sort of stuff happens, it's horrible. Like someone's legacy, especially posthumously, like yeah. he's not here to speak for himself and to take advantage. And also it's, it's like his work isn't garbage. Like it's so meaningful. It's like religious almost. And yeah, no, I it's agree. It's different than like someone who, you know, is singing someone else's words. Like this is his heart and soul. And so for it's, he's like a true artist. Yeah. For it to be mishandled in any way is really appalling. No. And the Colonel Tom Parker comparison is a great one. Yeah. But like Elvis didn't write all of his own songs. You know, he sang a lot of other people's songs. Not that it makes it any different or whatever, but it's yeah. like, this is like, it's also different when it's like someone's poetry. Like, does it get more personal? No. Poetry. No. Poetry is more personal than comedy. And poetry is more personal than food. Oh, I would actually oh. say, like, right now, in thinking about it, poetry, I think, is the most personal thing I've ever thought of. No, it's a deeply, like, personal. You should keep a list of the most personal things. Of in order. Okay, because we have poetry, obviously food, comedy, and travel. Mm. I would go poetry, comedy, Food, travel. Poetry, comedy, food, travel. And then don't forget about reading, books. I would put that above travel. I think travel is so personal. Like some person might want to go hike Machu Picchu and another person might want to lay on the beach. And for those two people, like the other sounds like torture. No, Jackie, everything on this list is personal, but something has to be last. So true. And you know what? They're so personal. That I think even the ranking list is different. I agree. <laughs> personal ranking lists are more personal than comedy, travel, poetry. And, and you know what else is so personal? Podcasts. Ain't that the you want to spend your time with? I want to spend my time with Jackson Claude, those gorgeous girlies. Agreed. And you know what? That's just a universal truth. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> well, speaking of uh, universal truths, today's episode is sponsored by Legacy Box. The countdown to Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa is on. Order today to get your Legacy Box in time for the holidays. Legacy Box is a great gift for you or someone you love. You can join the millions of customers who've trusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded moments, protect your treasured tapes, your film reels, and your photos from floods, from mold, even just from the decay of time. Legacy Box is a simple and safe way to digitize your treasured videotapes, your film reels, and photos. They've helped over a million families, even ours, do just that. Not to mention, everything they do is done by hand right in the U.S. You can convert your media to digital copies that will always be 
protected from floods, from mold, or even from the decay of time. Wrap up your holiday shopping where prices are starting at under $40, legacy boxes in stock and ready to ship. Make this holiday season special and give the gift of memories. So, you know, we grew up in a VHS house and I feel like for many years we tried different ways of like watching VHSs on our DVD players and then on our Apple TVs. It was really hard. Legacy box was the most seamless process. I can't recommend it enough. It is an amazing gift for a really sentimental person in your life, like a family member, um, whatever types of like tapes you have, most likely Legacy Box can handle it. Basically, when you buy it, they will ship you a box. They will ship you a package slip. So you just package it all up, send it out. And if you use our code, you'll get a great deal. With Christmas just around the corner, there's still time to take advantage of the best Christmas gift ever, Legacy Box. Visit, visit LegacyBox.com slash toast to take advantage of our, an exclusive discount for our listeners. The, the boxes are still in stock and they're ready to ship. So all you have to do is visit legacybox.com slash toast for an exclusive offer that's legacybox.com slash toast today's episode is also brought to you by go macro or as i like to call it go macro in the face of adversity and a fight for survival against cancer a mother and daughter took their love to the kitchen and go macro was born now they are spreading the power of balanced plant-based lifestyle across the country with go macro they are available in 16 mouthwatering full size and five kids flavors macro bars are packed with 100 percent plant plant-based ingredients to fuel your body and mind. Pack your bags with your new favorite snack. With the holiday travel season ramping up, macro bars are the perfect on-the-go snack. Each bar is loaded with delicious organic ingredients and plant-based goodness to keep you fueled throughout the day. Not only do they make delicious bars, but they also make a positive change towards a better planet. Go Macro has partnered with TerraCycle to create a national recycling program for the Go Macro wrappers. Once they're collected, TerraCycle processes the wrappers back into raw material that can be used to make items like park benches, playgrounds, and deck material. Join Go Macro as they help make a better future for our planet by going to TerraCycle.com and signing up for a free account. And you can get your hands on a delicious plant-based protein bar by going to GoMacro.com. Use promo code TOAST for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. Jackie, I feel like you're a bar expert these days and you love Go Macro. Even They've been in our studio before they were a sponsor. I'm always a bar expert, McClardia, and I love the Go Macro bars. They're so tasty and they will actually keep you full it's not just like something that you tied over until like you find a snack five minutes later like it's I personally use them as a meal replacement especially breakfast if I don't have time to like sit down and make a meal or I want to like you know have it up here with me while I pick the stories go macro is like my breakfast of choice when I don't have the time or the energy to make a real breakfast and I know that it's going to keep me full till lunch like that's my favorite thing about it it's made with amazing stuff and they taste so good there are so many different flavors too so it's like Go macro flavors are more personal than comedy, more personal f- for, than food, but there's something for everyone. Like really, some of the flavors are, are not my favorites, but then there are some that are like my favorite. I really hope that the sister wife story is next. It is. It? Sister wives, Janelle and Cody Brown split after almost 30 years of marriage. Sister wives stars Janelle and Cody Brown shocked viewers on following Sunday's season finale of the TLC reality series in a trailer for the upcoming one-on-one specials. The former spouses confirmed that they are currently separated after nearly 30 years of marriage. They tied the knot in 1993 and share six adult children together. The split comes after a very tense year for the Brown family in the wake of Christine Brown's divorce from Cody and her decision to move away from Flagstaff, Arizona to Utah. The split put a strain on Janelle's marriage to Cody as she continued to spend time with Christine and her kids, but there were many other factors that affected the the pair's marriage, especially in more recent years. So one of the big things that affected their marriage was COVID protocols. In February 2021, Cody told Entertainment Tonight, quote, Janelle and I, I think, are in a good place. COVID has put a real strain on our time together, but we've survived times like this in the past. There's no trouble in paradise. Janelle agreed at the time, saying, Cody and I have definitely had challenges this year because we've had to spend more time apart than we ever have, probably. So it's definitely something I've had to think about and realize I still like him and want him around. So that was kind of nice. We've been married almost 30 years. More time apart than ever who in COVID. (laughs) But anyways, that's no, because they all live in separate houses. But that's changed as the wives started pointing out that some of Cody's hypocrisy when it comes to his COVID protocols. This past season of Sister Wives, he officiated officiated an indoor wedding without quarantining afterward, despite forcing his wives to quarantine from 
from him if they traveled anywhere. In Sunday's fin- Right, so he essentially, like for his family, he's like the patriarch, he makes all the rules. He had these really strict COVID restrictions in place for his family that everyone had to follow, except for right, him. Right, right. So he would officiate a wedding and then not quarantine. Uh, Cody told Janelle he didn't feel supported by her when it came to his COVID restrictions, which she took offense to. She said, Cody's acting like I was a COVID denier. I was not a COVID denier. I followed all the CDC rules. I wore a mask. I washed my hands. I was careful. I'm vaccinated for crying out loud. I don't have to stand here and defend myself. I don't have to be beaten into submission. Now that's fucking not Cody, like trying to gaslight his wife into like being a COVID denier. Like you're literally not even following your own motherfucking rules. Yeah, no rules for, but that's so, that's so Cody, Jackie. Like you don't understand like rules for everyone except for him. Like that is so Cody to a T. Rules for thee, but not for me. It's so hypocritical, and I like love that they're calling him out. And obviously, that's not why you break up a marriage. But no, I think, but I like, think it, it, it reveals something point. about a person's personality. One to have like such draconian restrictions, like in your own house when we're mm-hmm. almost three years up, and like that's fucking psychotic. Yeah, and two to not even apply them to yourself. Like, no, if you're going to talk the like talk, so you should walk up. the walk. And I think this is just a glimpse into probably some other insane sort of ways Behavior. he wants to live his life. I mean, aside from being a polygamist. Polygamist, <laughs> right. But um, I also think Christine leaving, who was the first wife who left, was like a major move. I think like she really gave Janelle the courage. And you know what? I think I said this the last time. If I, wait, did Mary also leave? You would know. No. But if I would have if I would have guessed any one of them to leave when I used to watch a show, it would have been Janelle. That's what you said last time. Right. So I feel like she's probably been having like a like not a great time for a while. But then they got this TV show and life was good and they were making a lot of money from it and they're famous. So I think that definitely prolonged the marriage. But then seeing Christine, who I never would have guessed Christine. I I thought Christine was his favorite. So Seeing Christine go probably gave her the courage, and I won't be surprised if Mary goes next. I don't know why I feel like Mary and him got divorced. I'm not sure. But also in a recent episode, one of the sons tearfully recounted Cody calling him on his birthday and proceeding only to discuss COVID and forgetting his son's birthday in October 21. The son said that they haven't spoken since. He's literally obsessed with COVID. What the fuck is that? And like COVID has turned into a mental illness for a lot of people, like not being able to let go of it. Move past it. And I don't know how you could stay married to someone like that who can't even remember his son's birthday because he's so caught up with COVID. Okay, so now Sister Wives is just Mary, who's the OG wife, Robin, the last most recent wife, and Cody Brown. And fans are, according to this TV show.com, Fans are rejecting Sister Wives just starring Mary, Robin, and Cody. I mean, it's just, it's a thruple. It's not Sister Wives. Okay, but it's more than one. Yeah. But, you know, I think that Robin was really the, she shook up the whole family. I don't know if all these divorces would have happened if they didn't, like, years later, marry Robin. I think she was this young, hot thing. They had kids together. I think it was, I think it was toxic. Also, I saw in the article that like he didn't want to be losing Robin's house. So he was like one of, one of the other women to buy the house. They felt like she was being used just to like secure the house. Like, I just don't mm. feel like they feel cared about, which is like shocking. No, he like literally like it was really with Robin. It was like shiny new thing. Mm-hmm. And they had kids together and it was like very much newlyweds. And the other women, they were married for 20 years at that time. Like it was, it was a slap in the face. Yeah. So... But you know what? Happy for Janelle. Honestly, Christine was always my favorite. So like she's out and I'm glad. Mary is, Mary was the first. And honestly, she was the most forgotten about. And she like was so desperate for his attention and love. It was actually sad. And the fact that she's still there is, reigns true. Yeah. There's and a the lot, way that COVID a lot is like a part of this is so cited. weird. Like financial stuff, something with an RV yeah. and a coyote changing dynamics with you know the way that the marriage was changing just like most divorces you know it's not just one thing one thing no and then they were like always on the run because they're literally like living in sin yeah I also think in reading this like COVID gave him an excuse to spend more time with one person than another yes uh and that's probably why he kept these protocols in place. Otherwise, they would be like, well, you can go from house to house. We're not seeing other right. people. It's my night tonight, Cody. But that doesn't work if... No, you're so he true. He doesn't it's take COVID not even about seriously. COVID. 
It's not even about COVID. He's just using like like fake quarantine to manipulate to keep the, them the calendar. Yeah, and me, like I could spend more time with Robin. I have to quarantine here. Sorry. Yeah, and then Robin left him because she had too much fucking time with him. She's like, get the fuck out of my face. Robin didn't leave. Robin didn't leave. Robin is the one I think he likes the best. And honestly, Mary is on yeah, her way. Yeah, Robin's out the one he was spending the most time with. Oh, so she's still around. Okay, cool. Yeah, she, he loves Good, Robin. Robin's the, one the most got. recent addition. Yeah, Robin's the most recent addition. Cool. So now his remaining wives are Mary and Robin. Mary was the first wife ever, and Robin was the last. And Mary's probably like, you know, some girls are like, let him get it like out of his system. It's like thirty yeah, yeah. years of polygamy. Let get it out of his system. Only one, two down, one to go. I think Mary is honestly just happy to still be here. Honestly. Like, Mary is and always was, like, desperately seeking attention from Cody. Sad. Yeah. Okay, well, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes, ma'am. Dictionary.com has chosen their 2022 word of the year. I hope it's better. What was uh, Merriam-Webster's? We just reported we on just it. just did. Hold on. That's what was so it? true. We need to find it. Webs. What? Wait, Jackie, stop talking. I can't hear Gaslight, gaslight. Okay, so I'm so curious which which trend you would prefer here because dictionary. Oh, so it's a trendy word. No, actually, it's the least trendy word ever. It is woman. What? Dictionary.com has selected the word woman as its word of the year for 2022. People can exclusively reveal. The word was selected in not not dictionary.com getting political. Well, it's selected for a number of reasons. One, um, because it's typical that the word that of the year is something that has been searched more than normal. And the volume of people searching the definition of the word woman has increased exponentially. I think doubled over the last 12 months. Hmm. So the senior director of editorial at dictionary.com said woman and its definition were both at the center of various consequential moments, discussions, and decisions in our society in 2022, leading them to the selection. Selecting woman as our word of the year, he says, provides an acknowledgement of the gravity of the various events affecting women in 2022. From our perspective as observers and recorders of language change, the word woman is a prime example of the many gender terms undergoing shifts in how and to whom they're applied. Okay. So I think it was, it's a number of things. One, more people searched it than ever because I think also this like question of like, what is a woman has been trending all year. So I think that led a lot of people to just ask dictionary.com. Right. But I think they're also. What is, by the way. What is the definition of woman? You know what? I actually did the same thing when I was looking. I was like, what is the dictionary definition? It is adult female person, a female employee oh God, like or representative. Helpful. That's like that's like using the the word in a definition. Yeah, it's, no, know? a woman is a is a woman. And then so then I was like, okay, right. so what's a female? Right, what's a female? A female is relating to or being a woman or a girl. Oh my right. god, not them sending us in circles. Here. Of relating to or being a person with a certain combination of sex characteristics, commonly including two X chromosomes in the cell nuclei, a vagina, a uterus, and ovaries, and enlarged breasts developed at puberty. Oh, well, then I'm a woman today. I'm a real Enlarged woman. breasts. <laughs> I am woman. Hear me roar. In numbers too big to ignore. Um, okay, well, that's definitely different than gaslight, even though, you know, women's favorite activity is gaslighting that's definitely one of my <laughs> favorite activities are similar <laughs> inextricably linked that's so um, funny um and then also you know they're taking their stance in support of women you know i appreciate that i am a woman and i've actually felt like in recent years that dictionary.com didn't have my back mm-hmm. and now that i kind of have concrete proof that dictionary.com does in fact have my back i am changes so everything happy. Changes everything. Nothing will ever be the same. No, it won't. Do you want to hear what the runner-ups were? Sure. Um, the Ukraine flag emoji. It's not a word. That would have been so terrible if they chose that. That's not you a word. You cannot choose an emoji as a word no, of the and year. Think, that would be like would think, the end of Jackie, language. You would think that dictionary.com would know that an emoji is not a <laughs> and word. And that they would be scrupled. And I would also think that dictionary.com would be like a little anti-emoji because I do think people use yes. emojis as like sort of a crutch in place in of, language. of language. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Obviously, I'm glad they didn't choose it, but the fact that it could have been an emoji 
that that's literally so stupid. I actually have a question for you, but I'm going to give you the rest of the short list. The word inflation. Facts. Uh, That is what the year was about. Yeah. Facts. Quiet quitting. Oh, that's like a thing. It's a trend. I'm actually not familiar with it. Also, um, I don't know how to tell them this. That's two words. Ooh, shots fucking I know, fired. No, but the thing is, they're language experts. They're not math experts. Mm. Can't expect them. That's for math.com. You can't expect them to know both. Yeah, it's not fair. Another option was democracy. Great. Always important. Always. And Wordle, which was added to the dictionary in 2022. Another one that would have been an insane disappointment, especially since Wordle was relevant for one whole month. For one day. One, no, it was, and it was a good month. It was the last month of my maternity leave. And then I gave birth and I never played again. I actually sometimes remember Wordle as a thing. And I just like do it. But I can't, like I wish I kept up with it. It's actually like a fun there's thing. There's been too many, ever since the New York Times bought it, there's been too many like uh, clerical errors where two words work or you can't get the word. And yeah. it wasn't like that before, before he sold out. No, also when the New York Times bought it, it ruined all the fun. Like at first it was just, you know, people coming together and now there's corporate greed. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't the vibe. And I'm sorry, like Wordle isn't a big enough of a thing for it to become a word. Like Google has now, after 30 years of dominance yeah. in the space, and it is a verb, it is a word. And it's a noun, no. obviously. And honestly, the fact that New York Times bought it and didn't like immediately release an app, then we would all remember if we got a notification every day, like kind of like be real. Like it was, we could, it's, it wasn't even Wordle.com. You would have to Google Wordle and, and like it was just too hard. Yeah. So I don't even think it deserves to be in the dictionary as a word. It was a fleeting I agree. moment. And they're just always it was a trend. trying. They're always, everyone's so thirsty. Like, can't anyone just like do their jobs and, and take the internet out of it? Yeah, no, they can't. But I, I wish they would. I, especially fucking dictionary.com. You would think, no, but dictionary.com is like kind of like cheesy and tacky and like poor, poor man's version of Merriam-Webster. Yeah, and like dictionary.com doesn't have like a physical dictionary, right? Yeah, I would actually, I would expect this type of like moronic, sophomoric behavior from dictionary.com. But I expected better from Miriam. Yeah, or like Oxford. Right. Oxford would never. Never. Okay, my question for you is, what would you say is your emoji of the year? Who fucking cares? I do. What would was your most used emoji this year or emoji that sums up your feelings? Honestly, it would just be like the money flying away (laughs) because I feel like I was like grinding so hard this year, but it's like I can't keep up, you you know? can't keep up. Yeah. My favorite emoji, I think this is two years running, is the one that's like that that face that connotes yikes. It's like... Yeah, yeah, like squiggly mouth. Squiggly mouth and like one eye, red. Yeah. That's mine. Um... Okay, so those were the fast moronic stories that you needed to know. And I feel as though you needed to know them. And I had a great time doing it. I really did. Always a pleasure. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. It's been a pleasure sitting down with y'all. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart Radio, Castbox, all the places we visit podcasts. Find us morning just leave a five-star review about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Bye. Oh, yeah. Who knows what'll happen on Hump Day, the last one of the year. Anything's possible. Bye.